When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, everyone. Well, that was a that was a win, so I'm going to take it. But that was a bit of a, a bit of a cheaty win. But we'll chat about it right now. All right, everyone, welcome back to Brown's Breakdowns. Um, we are proud partners of Fanatical Elves Network and Fans First Sports Network. Um, so we're going to be talking about the Browns-Colts game. Now, I just said that it was a bit of a cheaty game at the end, but we aren't going to talk about that because we don't care. Um, we won the game. So what I'm going to say is, first things first, I think let's get the biggest news out of the way. Um Jerome Ford is, I know, biggest news isn't actually Deshaun Watson. Shocking. Jerome Ford is, in fact, hurt. Now, Jerome Ford's injury is not that terrible. I mean, it's just this, it's, he's only going to be out for a week or two. So it's not the worst injury we've ever had. Uh, obviously, because we had Nick Chubb, but you know what I mean. It's not a bad injury, but he will be out for about two to two or three weeks, somewhere around there. One to three weeks, I think, is the, the count that I heard, but I'm not completely sure. Uh, But he will be out for a week or so, uh, or a week or more, probably. So one thing that that means is that means Kareem Hunt is now the official starting running back, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not going to say it's a bad thing. Kareem Hunt is still a decent running back. It's just he's not as good as Jerome Ford. Uh, Pierre Strong Jr., uh, he played at the end of the Colts game. He was kind of the ending running back he is pretty decent so we'll we'll be watching him as well and then I'm pretty sure the Browns ended up signing a running back too but I'm not I can't find who it was uh, because he did we did end up signing a running back which is kind of nice because I mean we need one so we don't exactly need one but I think we should have one so I think a nice running back signing uh, which is good because that move that proves <clears throat> Excuse me. That proves that the Browns are willing to do some uh, work to try and make the team better, which is always an important thing to see in a a team. So having that uh, that seeing of that the Browns are doing something uh, to kind of do something. Man, that was a really bad sentence. But seeing that the Browns are willing to try and make moves to make the team better is a very cool thing to see because that means maybe when the trade deadline comes up we might actually do something so anyway Jerome Ford is out we signed a running back to Sean Watson uh he's hurt 
he he was hurt he hurt himself he went into the injury tent which used to be the concussion tent i don't know when it changed to just being injury tent uh but he went into the injury tent and then he came back out and then went back in and then came back out and then they said uh kevin stefanski said that he could play but they are they want to play it safe and not plan so he didn't play the rest of the game uh yeah it was just a weird situation i don't know why we decided to go that route or i understand i understand why we decided to go that route he is our franchise in air quotes qb he might not be our qb at all hopefully soon because he kind of stinks um uh, let's be honest i don't know who we would use to replace him but i don't know anyway there's a point now watson is hurt he probably will not play against the seahawks uh i would probably expect um pj walker to go in there and play again that would be his third his second start and his third appearance because he did end up playing in the colts game after deshaun watson went down deshaun watson was really bad in that game he had he was one for five for five yards and an interception so it was not something we'd want it was not a very good a very good game for deshaun watson now uh watson probably will play in two weeks i would expect i think this is only a one week injury if it is an injury uh but i don't know really he might get placed on ir for all we know um so i'm just not gonna guess anything because this whole watson situation is very confusing and i don't actually know what's going on um now for deshaun watson uh his replacement pj walker pj walker is a decent quarterback he played for the, he played he started against the 49ers won that game he came in as the backup for the colts won that game and then he will most likely <coughs> uh he will probably be starting the uh seahawks game so three starts or two starts i mean in three weeks and three appearances in three weeks so hopefully he can figure out what he's doing the seahawks don't have the best defense ever they do have a really good um, player in Tariq Woolen he is a very decent player so we want to worry about him a bit he's going to be one of the people we have to pay attention to um, especially PJ Walker and so Tariq Woolen is going to be someone we have to worry about but the uh, the Seahawks don't have an incredible defense so it doesn't seem like this will be a impossible game to win obviously the Colts are the oh my guy keeps saying the Colts the Seahawks defense is, or offense, I mean, is a very, very potent offense. They have uh, DK Metcalf. They have, they drafted someone. Um, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba. They have, uh, oh man, I can't remember any of their players' names. Uh, they have the other wideout, uh, who I can't remember his name for some reason. But they're, they have a very, very good receiver core. Uh, someone that we definitely will have to worry about. The Seahawks, obviously, their quarterback is Geno Smith, who had a very 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 good game last week or i mean last year so uh he's someone we have to do uh we have to worry about a little too but i think we don't have or tyler lockett that's his name tyler lockett uh dk metcalf is hurt i don't know if he's playing <clears throat> if he's playing this week or if he's not but i don't know uh bobby wagner i forgot came back to the seahawks uh, but he's kind of washed, let's be honest. 
Uh, so uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Tyler Lockett, and Kenneth Walker is the running back. They are pretty good. Kenneth Walker is a very, very good running back. So he is someone we're going to have to worry about too. But I think this run defense has proven they can shut down running backs. So I think uh, Kenneth Walker is going to be someone we can shut down. Obviously, that will be used in the look forward episode. So I won't say too much more. But uh, yeah, so PJ Walker will be playing the starting role. We all expected this. This is no no surprise. Um, so hopefully he can figure out how to play a little better because his offense has been uh, not very good to say the least. I mean, like it hasn't been terrible, but it has not been a very good offense. So hopefully they can find their legs a little bit better, but or find their legs a little bit more because I don't know why they have no idea how to uh, score but I they don't so it, we'll see how it all goes because it will <clears throat> it will be an interesting matchup because uh, PJ Walker has been a decent uh, player still he has been a decent player but he also hasn't been a star and obviously we didn't expect him to be a star he, we expected him to just be suitable and that's what he's been so hopefully he can figure out how to really step up his game but he's a backup we're not expecting him to be like Patrick Mahomes or anything so PJ Walker uh, he did he's going to be our starter now let's just talk about the the actual game against the Colts now let's do team team stats first uh, Browns had 316 total yards Colts had 456 passing yards Colts had 288 Browns had 166 150 rushing yards for the Browns 168 for the Colts and 4.4 yards per play for the Browns and 6.8 for the Colts now that does seem like a pretty lopsided game if you had look if you just heard those and don't know the score you would probably think the Colts won but they didn't um, the, the, the the box score doesn't say it all because there was like three plays where like Michael Pittman Jr. was like wide open and he ran for like 75 yards like they're, they're like 150 of those passing yards are not even were not even earned like on just chump plays they were I mean they're still earned but they were like 150 of those yards were earned on massive plays when the defense forgot how to play defense uh the secondary was looking a little weird in that game, they were kind of looking a little like they were messing up their assignments a little. It was giving it was reminiscent of the Joe Woods uh, first few weeks where the defense was just they had no clue what they were doing. And they eventually worked it worked themselves out and figured out what they were supposed to be doing and what they weren't supposed to be doing. So it wasn't exactly a massive disaster, but it was looking a little shaky at the start. Uh, that was also potent or not potent, uh, impo important for the. Um, running game that lack of communication because the running game for the Colts obviously the 168 rushing yards uh, for the Colts were all basically gotten by Zach Moss and Gardner Minch or Zach Mar Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor now Josh Josh oh my god Jonathan Taylor we I think we did lock him down pretty well 75 yards and a touchdown is it's it's average I mean that's not an insane game I mean, there's been better. Uh, I'm pretty sure Jerome Ford had basically the exact same stats, uh, but we'll talk about that in a second. 
Uh, yeah, Jerome Ford. Here, here, just just because Jonathan Taylor, 18 carries, 75 yards, one touchdown. Jerome Ford, 11 carries, 74 yards, and one touchdown. So in seven less carries, he had one less yard. Now that is a bit of a cheat because um, Jerome Ford had that 69-yard uh, touchdown run right at the start of the game, so he only caught five yards after that. But whatever, it's still close enough. Uh, it was still yards, so it doesn't matter. So Jerome Ford played well but we'll talk about him in a minute um zach moss who is someone i've never heard of he had 57 yards and then gardner Minshew was just tearing up this defense uh he had 30 yards and two touchdowns so he was just murdering this defense i mean it was kind of sad those two touchdowns that he had the entire secondary could not even get a finger on gardner Minshew. he was just waltzing right into the end zone it was it was pretty unfair so hopefully we can limit scrambling for Geno Smith. Uh, Geno is not exactly a scrambling quarterback, so I don't think we'll have to worry too much, but it is something we do need to pay attention to because it might be something we will have to worry about. And then receiving Josh Downs. I don't know who that was is it either, but Josh Downs had 125 yards and one touchdown. He was incredible that game, of course. I think one of those uh, plays was on like a 55-yard catch, but Zach Moss, um, Zach Moss and Josh Downs were both looking really, really, really good. And then Michael Pittman Jr. had 83 yards and one touchdown, but he only had two receptions. So that's, and it was only because of those two um, big plays that he had. And then Alec Pierce had 53 yards and Jonathan Taylor had an extra 45 on the air. So if you had Jonathan Taylor in um, fantasy, you had a nice game there. Uh, defensively, they had uh, 1.5 sacks from Kenny Moore, uh, one interception from Julian Blackman, and then where's that other half sack? Uh, Rod Rodney Rodney Thomas had the other interception, and then the other half sack came from Deo Odiingbo, I think is how you say his name. I have actually no clue, but sorry if I just butchered your name, my man. Um, the Browns, so let's talk about the Browns. Uh, quarterback was really, really bad. Um, Philip Walker was 15 for 32 for 178 yards and one interception. Deshaun Watson, obviously, like I mentioned, was awful until he got hurt. One for five for five yards and an interception. Now, hopefully, uh, Philip Walker can have a bit of a better game next week. Uh, who knows? And But hopefully he can. Hopefully he can actually throw for a touchdown. That would be nice. Brushing uh, the ball, uh, Jerome Ford, 11 for 74. 74 one touchdown like i mentioned he had that 69 yard uh breakaway touchdown at the start of the game kareem hunt with another 10 yard 10 carries and 31 yards for two touchdowns which was also a very very big contributor uh to this win obviously those three touchdowns were 21 points obviously we had more on the defensive side but those three but the rushing game was basically carrying this offense because the passing game was awful Pierre Strong with an extra 25 yards, and then Marquise Goodwin had a nice little 17-yard rush, too. And then receiving-wise, Elijah Moore finally managed to come out and shine with 60 yards and four receptions. Actually, it's 59 yards, but whatever. Uh, David Njoku was 5 for 54, and then Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples-Jones were both 2 for 22. Amari Cooper did not get any targets to, like, the third quarter, which was really strange. And then Jerome Ford contributed with an extra 20 yards on the on the air attack. And then defensively, defensively, we were really, really good. <clears throat> um, 
Miles Garrett, two sacks, and both of those sacks were uh, strip sacks. He had two strip sacks. Uh, he had um, seven tackles, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and a blocked field goal. So he was insane. And then Zedaria Smith managed to get in for a sack too. Denzel Ward had an interception. Uh, Jordan Elliott had another sack. And then that was it. So Miles Garrett was just insane. He was so gross. Uh, but he was he couldn't carry the entire defense, which is why it was nice to see the uh, the rest of the defense come in and really support him and help him out with just destroying the obviously the he didn't need help he was destroying the Colts anyway, but they helped uh, make it not make him not have to carry the entire defense. They helped him uh, not have to carry the whole defense and just helped him kind of not be a one-man show and be a 11-man show so they were they were the supporting cast i think they, they supported him in being good enough that he doesn't have to worry about the rest of the defense being a liability so they were good enough that he could just do his thing and know that everyone else would be able to hold their own that was a terrible terrible attempt at speaking english um before we say anything else uh, we got some advertisements, so we will be right back. Sit tight, and as we play some ads. All right, everyone, welcome back to Browns Breakdowns, proud partners of Fanatical Elves Network and Fans First Sports Network. Um, we were just talking about the defense. Uh, I was poorly explaining what the rest of the defense did for Miles Garrett. Uh, please don't skip back, like. Um, uh, 45 seconds and re-listen to that because I don't I don't like that part uh, I didn't explain it good at all anyway let's move on um, so Dustin Hopkins by the way Dustin Hopkins we have a kicker 4 for 4 58 uh, his, was his long and he had those 15 points of kicks uh, he was really 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 good now Dustin Hopkins hopefully will continue to be good because I really don't want him not to be good but Dustin Hopkins was 4 for 4 with that long of 58 yards. I mean, 58 yards is not easy, even for an NFL kicker. So that was really nice to see. And then obviously 15 points, but we don't care about kicker's points. We just care about how, how he kicked. But 4 for 4 is a very, 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 very good kick. I mean, that is incredible. Obviously, perfect isn't hard to get if you're an NFL kicker, but it still feels really, really nice to see him. Uh, do very well now I think the main thing about this Browns game this take the takeaways were the injuries obviously Jerome Ford and Deshaun Watson are out uh, Jerome Ford is the uh, the injury that actually affects the team because Deshaun Watson literally does nothing other than just sit there and suck anyway I'm going to stop now and talk about more of Jerome Ford's injury and why this is important and now Jerome Ford uh, we all know he was the uh, sub running back for uh, Nick Chubb's injury so when Nick Chubb ended up getting hurt he was the guy who came in and played that the rest of the game and so hopefully he is um, going to be okay and quickly because he's a very important part of this team right now but he is such a big important factor because he is a he's obviously not a Nick Chubb that's basically impossible to get to but he is a very very suitable running back who clearly has some high upside. He's clearly pretty fast. He's a very strong running back, which in this day and age with the 310-pound defensive lineman just standing there is a very, very important 
uh, feature to have. So he's strong. He's fast. He's he's really fast for his uh for his size. I'm not saying like he's like that or anything, but he's very fast for his big bulky running back type style. But he's also just a good running back. He's smart. He he can find holes. He understands how the defense is going to react. How um how the offensive line is going to block. How that's going to uh, if possible, open up holes where those holes are most likely going to be. He's just a very smart player too, meaning he has a high chance of breaking off good runs like that 69-yard run he had at the start of the game. So he's just an all-around a good running back. And for some teams, I think he should be a number one. I think he'd be a good number one. I think if Nick Chubb wasn't on the team, he would be our number one running back. Obviously, he already is, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but Jerome Ford is just such a good player. He's such a key uh, cornerstone for this for this offense that he's it's a it's a pretty pretty oh boy it's a pretty big loss because he is such an important piece to this offense and how it runs. And obviously Kareem Hunt, I'm not saying Kareem Hunt is bad. Kareem Hunt is he's he's he's, he's decent. He's not bad. He's not good. He's not um, awful. He's not incredible. He's just he's decent. And Kareem Hunt, he will probably. He is going to be the starter. Uh, he's a decent starter. He's usually never been the starter on this team. Uh, the only reason he would be the starter is if Nick Chubb went down like last year. Uh, he never started the game because we already had Nick Chubb, so there was no reason to start him. Um, so someone like Kareem Hunt is a decent running back. Obviously, he isn't a Jerome Ford. Uh, he's not as good as Jerome Ford, but I think Kareem Hunt will suitably fit the the task given to him and then obviously he uh, has a decent running back behind him in Pierre Strong Jr. and Pierre Strong Jr. he only came in for the end of the game um, he uh, Pierre Strong only came in for the end of the Colts game he didn't play much but Pierre Strong in those snaps that he did have was a very very good running back uh, he definitely showed um, some upside and something that we should be paying attention to and so hopefully he can continue his success and have a nice game against the Seahawks. Obviously, hopefully Kareem Hunt can do well against the Seahawks. And then Jerome Ford, it's not a incredible injury. Uh, it's not going to keep him out for more than three weeks. So we won't. We will start seeing him again in uh, live games in oh, two or three weeks, I think. So hopefully he can come back quickly because he is a very important piece of this offense. But I think this team has built. A decent running back core around Nick Chubb, which obviously ended up becoming a core around um, Jerome Ford because obviously Nick Chubb went down. But I think this team has saved themselves from a lot and a lot of pain with how good they made this backup running back core around Nick Chubb so that when Nick Chubb went uh, inevitably went down, uh, they would have a, a very good backup um, system to keep this offense running smoothly and so passing wise uh, moving off from the running game to the passing game I think PJ Walker and he needs to figure out uh, he needs to just become he just I think he's not smart in not I'm not calling him dumb I think he's not a football genius I think the problem with him is he isn't he will occasionally just throw bad balls to obviously not open receivers and so I think he just needs to become a little bit more decisive 
think he can still help out this team and will still be a pretty decent quarterback. But receiving-wise, this receiving core is looking really weird. Like, occasionally Amari Cooper will just drop 160 yards and two touchdowns. And then the next game, he'll get 15 yards and one catch. And I don't know, and then, like, DPJ has not showed up this year. Um, Elijah Moore, the guy we traded for, has not been as good as we thought he was going to be. Joku has only been just above average maybe a little bit above average not too much he's just been okay there's just been a lot of inconsistency in this receiving core that we did not see last year and obviously last year we did have a i'm gonna say it much better uh, quarterback in jacoby Brissett. jacoby Brissett was not a star he was not patrick mahomes but he was actually pretty dang decent so i think that's why the receiving core was much better i think it's not the receiver's fault I do not think it is the receiving core's fault that they are not playing well. I think it's that we just can't figure out how to have a good quarterback. I think if we had a much better quarterback, or not even much better, I think if we had just a starting quarterback that actually could, you know, start a good game, I think this receiving core would be much, much better. And that's why um, I think the receiving core is getting unnecessary flack. I think people are blaming the receiving core every once in a while. Um, for not playing up to their level, but it's not the receiving core's fault, it's the quarterback's fault. Uh, so hopefully the quarterback can figure out better how to hook up with the receivers and get better balls out there because they have not looked very good. I mean, Amari Cooper's been, I'm going to say, the only good receiver on this team right now. DPJ has looked really weird and hasn't been playing very well. Elijah Moore has not been as good as we thought he was going to be. Obviously, he had that good, uh, that good game last year but this week against the Colts um, but he's just not looked very good the Joku has been okay and then obviously uh, Amari's been great Amari's been the only good bright spot on this team and then you know Kareem Hunt has contributed a little through the air but whatever I think this offensive line shifting off from the receiving core has been decent too obviously get rid of Jedrick Wills please fire him please kick him out please trade him away I don't care he stinks um I think he is basically the only liability on this offensive line. I think this offensive line is still a very good unit. Obviously, injuries have been a bit of a uh, problem on this offensive line. It's been something we've had to worry about for a while now. So hopefully we can uh, get healthy again. But the, the injuries have not actually hindered this offensive line too much. Uh, we've actually still played pretty decently with throughout the through the injuries. So hopefully the injuries will start to slow down. But obviously, I mean, if you still look at the running game, the injuries have not been the biggest problem ever. So hopefully the injuries will stop. Obviously, we hope that will happen. I don't think they will. I think we still will suffer minor injuries. But hopefully they, the bigger ones that will hold you out for a week or two, maybe more, will slow down. Now, shifting from uh, offensive talk to defensive talk, this defense is really good. Um, I wrote up an article, and it talks about how good this defense has been. This, de this defense has been. I mean, we are just such an incredible defense. We've had everything we want to go our way gone our way. I mean, it's just been such a good, uh, just such a good unit. Obviously, Miles Garrett down there on the edge, he has been just insane. I mean, Miles Garrett, he is most likely going to win Defensive Player of the Year. I mean, I think we can just chalk that up right now. I think it is basically already won. 
I think Miles Garrett will, in fact, win it. But here, I have my article up right now. According to the stats, um, the Browns' are defense is, in fact, great, allowing only 895 uh, yards through the air. The Browns' defense is first place by 200-ish yards. The Browns' run defense isn't first place, but they're still very high up there with an incredible limiting of 3.7 yards per carry. Uh, one thing that isn't very good about the Browns is our only three total interceptions, which isn't terrible, but probably isn't something we'd expect. The Browns uh, have one of the top forced fumbles also, which is kind of nice to see. The Browns are only allowing a 28% third down conversion percentage, which is also nice. And the Browns have 19 total sacks and have only allowed 116 total points, which is a very, very, very good uh, statistic area. Uh, and then the defense is obviously, with everything taken into account, very special. And then obviously the offense has been very, very bad. Uh, we are the second worst in terms of passing. Um, I guess this should have been expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the biggest uh, bright spots was the running game, which is in which is in the upper tier area of uh teams so we are top i think it was top 10 if i'm not mistaken they also have the worst receiving yards total which makes sense uh the browns are one of the worst scoring teams with 11 total touchdowns the measly four receiving touchdowns is one of the biggest problems since that is very bad stat in the new passing league that the nfl has become and a little cool uh a cool little note is the lowest completion chance Oh, yeah. A cool little thing is, according to Next Gen Stance, P.J. Walker to Amari Cooper back in week six, he had a completion that was, according to Next Gen Stats, only a 9% chance it was going to happen. So that's a little cool thing to mark up that he had a 9% chance to catch that ball. Now, man, oh, boy, this just this offense is just so bad, but this defense is just so good. It's really hard to talk about how bad this offense has been when you can just look at this defense and just see how awesome it has been. This defense just has no problems. Uh, they do, but they have very little problems. But, I mean, if we're looking at the Browns news, I mean, Browns have a, a very solid team. Obviously, we signed someone, but I don't know. There's just not a whole lot of incredible things that, it, we have to, to we, there's not a whole lot of incredible things that are, I don't know what I'm trying to say, never mind, anyway, um, the NFL trade deadline is coming up, hopefully the, um, the Browns decide to make some moves, I don't know who they would trade for, maybe they could trade for a quarterback, that would be nice, and just get rid of Watson, um, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, Hopefully we can get trade for a backup quarterback or a starting quarterback. I don't care. Hopefully we can trade for a quarterback. I think a trade for a running back still should be something we should be looking into. But I think with how well um, Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford have played, I think isn't a big worry. And then I think the Browns still desperately need to trade away Jedrick Wills or and get someone. Uh, I think the Browns... You just desperately need to get a left tackle. I mean, Jedrick Wills has just been so bad. Alrighty, well, I am out of time. Uh, I have really enjoyed being here. Um, go Browns. Obviously, we won. Hopefully, the Browns can come back and beat the Steelers. I will be back on the 28th of October. And then the next time I will chat with you guys, it will be November. So, or, wait, hold on. Next time I chat with you guys will be the 28th of October. And then the next time after that, the next, um, the next, 
uh, my God, the next uh, look back episode will be on the 1st of November. So I will chat with you guys on the 28th of October. Peace. Thank you.